Springfield, Missouri is home to the baseball team, the Springfield Cardinals, right here in Springfield, East Springfield, Missouri. Live to a hard drive. You're listening to Spring Food Mo America's number. Live to a hard drive from the Hammond's Tower. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, the 16th floor of the Hammond's yes. Tower, of wow. course. Wow. What's going on with my brain? I don't know. <laughs> uh, the 16th floor of the Hammond's Tower. Listen to Spring Food Mo America's number one podcast for restaurants in Springfield, Missouri. My name is Andy Carr. And my name is Dan Howell. And maybe what's wrong with your brain is. What's wrong with my brain? And that's. I haven't been getting any rest. <laughs> Why not, Dan? Well. I just simply haven't eaten at all the restaurants in Springfield, Missouri yet, Andy. And thus, I have not fulfilled our show's mission statement. 98 episodes 98. in, Andy. What are we going to do for episode 100, Dan? I mean, we did just talk about it before the mics went on. But, you know. You'd think we would have it planned a little further out. Well, we can't do a live show, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean. Because we've been banned. Banned for life. I, I don't know. Two weeks from now, I, th- I, th- I think we might be good to uh, pack venues out. Maybe, I mean, you know, probably not with the audience we pull. Do you remember, I believe over a year ago, a venue reached out to have us do a regular show? And that venue is not yet opened its mm-hmm. doors. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's unfortunate for that place. But we had some uh, pretty grand uh, aspirations for what we might do as far as uh, regular live shows. Yeah, and then uh, live shows stopped existing as a, a form. So. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we got banned. Springfield doesn't want us. <laughs> I mean, at least half of that statement is true. <laughs> Have you they seen? are going to stick trying to shut us down. They'll never shut us down. Only we can shut us down. Have you seen just like the iTunes comments just like, urging us to move to another city <laughs> not not even to stop the podcast but just like move to tulsa <laughs> i was gonna say tulsa <laughs> well yeah because we hate oklahoma yeah we hate oklahoma uh we hate tulsa oklahoma's very dumb elon musk <laughs> statue that they just built it's really like 80 feet tall Is oh f- it's huge Is she from muskogee Oh, um, <laughs> yes, I think that is a Muskogee, Oklahoma accent <laughs> that uh, that Elon Musk produces from that uh, dumb little mouth of his. I didn't know he was from Oklahoma. <laughs> I didn't know Oklahoma was from Mars, man. Oh, boy, Andy, you were on one today. <laughs> I'm tired, Dan. I, yeah, pretty, pretty active morning. I, uh. Went and ran a couple miles and then rode my bike to Pizza House. Had a little pizza wow. picnic with my family. Nice. Watched the little boys run around. It was fun. Wait, any any special occasion you did that for, Andy? No. <laughs> Actually, no. No special occasion. <laughs> I know what you're alluding to. Um, it's a Saturday, Dan. It's a weekend. <laughs> Every Saturday is special. Yeah. Yeah. It's the freaking weekend, baby. About to have me some fun, pizza. as you say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to have me some pizza. Uh-huh. About uh-huh. to have me some pizza. Been a bit of an eventful week in uh, wow. the land of Spring Food Mo. I it mean, sure partly has. because this is the second episode we recorded this week. But uh, we 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 put out a call last episode mm-hmm. to friend of the show and one time uh, guest host. Absolutely. When you, when, you were, when you were ill, one time guest, one time guest host. Just just let's remind listeners that. I didn't miss a single episode, even mm. though I had brain surgery yeah. and Dan had a runny nose once. And just well, didn't. I had the flu precariously close to uh, Corona time, so huh? some would claim I had 
the coronavirus nah. and was maybe patient zero. Runny nose. boy did it sniffle anyway dan shelton filled in he's a you know one of Mm -hmm. one of our favorites top-notch guy been over a year since our first episode with him can you believe that wow pretty wild anyway uh dan howell challenged Mm -hmm. dan shelton to make us a wiki yes yes i I challenged you know i put the call out there to our listeners i specifically called out uh, dan shelton because i i know he has nothing better to do Mm -hmm. um just a reminder (laughs) co-founder Moxie Cinema, uh-huh. Tetris champion. Absolutely. Verified Shelton. on Twitter. Uh, Most importantly. Yes. Yeah. He's got the blue he's check. The check. I, d- I mean, I don't want to litigate this right now. It is a white check on a blue background. Fine. Uh, <laughs> but he's got it, nevertheless. And uh, he did it. Yeah. Or I, he kind of did it. Yeah. He, he set us up a, a wikia. Uh, I'm sure sure it's some kind of wiki service. What Notion. Would, I've never a, heard a of Notion. it. Notion. Yes, it's like a yeah. cut rate. Wiki. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's it is um for lack of a better term cut rate uh <laughs> and <laughs> I can't think of a better term. <laughs> no, but seriously, I do love it. Uh, it is I, cool. I, I I'm sure we'll put the link out there, but uh, you know, since last week, Andy, my. My aspirations have grown. Now it's no longer that I merely want our own page on Wikipedia, which I still do want yeah. our own page on Wikipedia. You need a Wikipedia the, page. Uh, I'm sure that the notion will someday be upgraded to a Wikipedia page. We're the Wikipedia number page. one podcast about restaurants yes. in Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. And you know what? We say America's number one podcast. Truly, we're the world's number one podcast. Yes. Like the, uh, Brazil had a podcast about restaurants in Springfield, Missouri, but they ended it back in uh like september 2019 i think so now we are the number one in the world um we've taken up that title and it's uh it's true mm-hmm. so dan chilton it's true i want to be on the list of notable people from springfield missouri mm-hmm. by the end of 2020 this is my call to you now i guess it makes sense that it would be both andy and i However, I understand if it's only me that makes it up there, and I'm perfectly fine with that. But I, you know, I think I mean, for that to happen, there's going to need other to be notable creative endeavors. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking if one of us had done something else. Well, I was involved. Did you ever like do a song for a movie or? Was the would you consider like the Hindenburg kind of thing? explosion a creative endeavor? You, no. you were responsible for it. Explosion that occurred many years before your birth. I I had a hand in it, Andy. Um, so yeah, I mean, feel free to keep that uh, within within the uh, the Wikipedia article for me, Dan Howell, and you can use my full name, Daniel uh, Josiah Salamanca Howell. <laughs> feel free to use my full name. Uh, for some reason, they call him Benny sometimes. <laughs> Benny yes, Salamanca. Yes, I don't know. Benny Salamanca or uh, uh, Tuco. I've also been known as. Um, Thirico. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, that, that's it. I, you know, I just wanted to sh- both shout out Dan Chilton and chide him. Uh, I mean, I guess we could have done this I mean, as a call out, us but we don't do those anymore. <laughs> had one of our songs covered by a notable recording artist. That would be something, you know. I, Andy, like, you don't have to remind me that Lou Reed covered <laughs> We Go All, the Weekend Book Club <laughs> hit. 
before his untimely death and that it was the last thing that he recorded yeah. and that it may well have killed I'm, him. I'm only saying because that, that's you know, on the books. If any either host of the show had done something uh-huh. somewhat notable, uh-huh. it, would, it would be reasonable for us to be on the notable or one of us, whoever. Yes. Whichever one's more notable. We should be on the notable people from Springfield page. Well, at least one, one of us should, should be. One of us. Mm-hmm. Should we get into the restaurant? <laughs> well, Dan, I, I want to encourage our listeners to stick around after the review. I mean, typically people just turn mm-hmm. the episodes off after the review. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. The second gotta, we give that score, it, it's, it's just shut down. We got a real fun segment. Oh, we do. And uh, it's the reason we're mentioning it now is because we already did it. Because <laughs> yes. it was going to be at the top of the show and wound up going like 15 minutes. Yes. It was almost entirely impromptu. And uh, boy, did we have a good time yeah. just now, but <laughs> later for you. It's got to be recurring. We're going to bring, we have to bring that <laughs> oh, segment yeah. back. Oh, yeah. it, it's coming back. But anyway, um, speaking of things people care about, mm-hmm. uh, let's, uh, I guess, to get into the restaurant for this week, Dan. Wow. We're covering La Paloma. La Paloma. Had you been there before this week? We'll get I into had, the history in a second. I had not, Andy. I, I had definitely heard of La Paloma as being one of the fancier places to get uh, Latin food here in town. Mm-hmm. But no, I had never been. Okay, so I started my research process. I don't want people to think that I've been lazy lately. It's not true. Mm-hmm. I've actually had more time to work on this than I have for the previous month and a half or whatever. And uh, I found some surprising information, Dan. Wow. Yeah. La Paloma is not locally owned oh god however not again however it uh there 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 aren't la palomas elsewhere it's just owned by a couple who lives in arkansas Hmm. and this couple also owns the el charo chain whoa yeah yeah so we were gonna do el charo a couple weeks ago longer than a couple weeks ago at this point and then I discovered they're a chain restaurant. There's 35 of them. They're Whoa. a regional chain, so we can't do them. It's against the bylaws. And Andy, yeah, I, I recommended El Charo just probably a month back right around the start of quarantine because they've got that little drive-up window there. And uh, El Charo, no! Gotta say, Andy, we, we decided no. And I I can't think of two places that are trying to go for like a different so different aesthetic so different they did have a chef that designed their menu and you, you've heard it all before sure fresh ingredients everything mm-hmm. cooked to order that kind of thing so better <laughs> ingredients better pizza uh-huh cosmic fish cool stuff cool store <laughs> uh-huh we we definitely did that same a variation of that joke over a year ago sure okay so it was funny then too <laughs> yeah I, I, i'm a i have been a pretty big fan of this restaurant in the past and they were a place that Opened up for dine in. Did you did you dine in for either I of your trips? I did not dine in, Andy. I'm still a little weary. Yeah, I sat outside, which made me feel a little bit more comfortable. Oh. Just, Just in the parking lot? Yeah, in my car. <laughs> no, um, I did uh, sit outside. They have a really nice patio area at oh, the really? uh, La Paloma East, which is the one we went to. There is a new uh, western location, but I did not go to the that one on one. Battlefield. Yeah, good because I went there both times. Whoa, Andy. we got a variety. Absolutely, the east ones. Real far from me. Mm-hmm. And the Battlefield one is real close to my work. Oh, okay. So worked out pretty well. Do you, do you, don't you live like the fourth floor of, of JCPenney or something? Didn't we do that at one point? Oh, I think the last, <laughs> last I remember it was canonically the uh, Nature Center 
Uh, I have since moved in with the lovely folks over at the AutoZone on Lone Pine and Sunshine. It just bang up group of fellas and uh, what? I don't understand this at all. I, I moved into the, the AutoZone. Zone. Yeah, is this? Are you rebelling against the O'Reilly family? You just hate with your rallies. I'm done to this city. I'm going to move into an auto zone and protest. I mean, hey, it's it's the duality of man, Andy. <laughs> Each of us has a little bit of auto zone in O'Reilly in us. <laughs> what if an employee from O'Reilly and an employee from AutoZone fell in love? Wow. Not a child. <laughs> then what you said would be true. <laughs> We're, we're breaking this through is the doors the of perception. This strangest bit of all time. I'm I, yeah, sure. I, 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 yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it is what I said, and and that's canon now. And I'm sure we're going to talk about it every week. You live in a tire? No, I live in the autos. I don't live in a tire. I'm a big man, Andy. Big tire. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there is that big tire <laughs> I sleep in, but that's not where I live. <laughs> uh, uh, should we talk about the chips at La Paloma? <laughs> Was I mean? Was there any more <laughs> any more to the history? Not really. Sorry, um, history. They're, they're actually it's <laughs> not any more to the history. They're actually very cagey about who the owner is. There was an article really? that I found that in, in the news leader where the person it was one person speaking on behalf of the general manager, and they would not reveal the owner's name. Shadow owner. But then the author of the article. <laughs> just reported the owner's name from the Secretary of State <laughs> website. Well, yeah. So it wasn't any yeah, big thing. Easy. Yeah. But yeah, it's a couple who live in Mountain Home, Arkansas. Well, and okay. Then, yeah. El Charo Inc. owns La Paloma. So this is among the uh, the few restaurants that we've done that truly aren't. I, I mean, but I don't know. It, they're I guess not it locally is from Springfield. Owned. They're not locally owned. I assume, obviously, the people that run the place live here. Yeah. And there aren't other La Palomas elsewhere owned by the same people. Sure. Okay. I wonder if they're just trying it out. We're probably the biggest city where there are El Charos, I would imagine. Let me get into this, okay? Um, there's a lot of El Charos uh, in the Midwest. So like Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri, this 35 total. Do that Edward Sharp song. <laughs> I've done that before in, in one of our, in a bio. Um, there is also another big chain, like a Tex-Mex chain, um, called El Chico. And all of the Oklahoma locations of El Chico, Dan, I'm sorry, listeners, this is boring. This is pretty fascinating to me. Um, they, were a, they were another restaurant chain purchased by El Chico, the Texas chain, and that Oklahoma chain was called El Charo. Whoa. Which is very confusing because I spent an hour reading about what I thought was the history of El Charo. Hopefully... Leading into, you know, finding out more about this place. Basically, I just followed this thread that didn't go anywhere because I was reading about the wrong El Charo. Wow. There's very little information about the the newer El Charo. Anyway, um, yeah, that's so boring. Just excuse No, no, it's, it, it, it was good. It was, a, a, it's, it was like a Christopher Nolan thriller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> well, it's El Ch- is it El Chico? Is it El Charo? It, it, who well, knows? I didn't think it, it was interesting as I was researching it. <laughs> it's like, man, I wish I get to the bottom of this so I can move on and go work on my island or whatever. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about the chips at La Paloma. Andy, I I don't have anything really to say about the chips. I thought that they were 
fine, but uh, definitely not not really the restaurant style that I like. I like a little thinner, a little crispier. Whoa. Restaurant style. I found these to be extraordinary, extraordinarily thin. May have Maybe been a difference of location. They must be different. I'm not saying that they were like particularly like big, thick boys or anything, but they, I would describe it as crunch rather than crisp. Okay. If if that makes any sense at all, but I feel like it does. Yeah. I mean, crunch is teeth, crisp is the tongue. Mm-hmm. So as we dis- decided on the show <laughs> yes, at one point. Absolutely. Um, I, I like the chips. They're not my favorite chips or anything. I want, I prefer like a bigger, thicker one that a bigger, thicker chip that's a preferably freshly fried. Sure. That's not this. They probably these are probably bagged. I mean, I don't know for sure. We've been called out on that before. Saying a place had bagged chips mm-hmm. whenever they don't have bagged chips. Apologize, Cesar. Say, saying a place that didn't have any chips at all that just forgot to give me some chips. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's true too. <laughs> you have to pay attention to uh, the what you eat in episodes. Know that great reference, yes, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's something you only get in the good episodes, the paid ones. Okay, so I like the chips, Dan. Thought they were, they were pretty good. I especially like them uh, in combination with the salsa. All right, Andy, let's get into the salsa. Pretty tomatoy, very had a nice heat level. I think there's a little bit of spiciness to it. Uh, all the ingredients have been processed pretty finely so that it has texture had texture and like held together despite being a pretty thin salsa mm-hmm. totally agree but uh i'm a i'm a fan i think it's got a lot of flavor a lot of texture for being a thin salsa i like the salsa as well uh i didn't i don't know that i had quite as much spice in mine as you did i definitely added a little chalua to mine because mm. it, it was just it, it definitely seemed fresh but uh just no real spice to speak of but there's not only one salsa, Andy. There's two. There's the other salsa. Uh-huh. Uh, why, why don't you get into the salsa, Andy? Because you you were you had to text me, uh, telling me that it was a pro tip. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's not exactly what it said. No, no. It said pro tip, mother. <laughs> yeah, get the and, hot sauce. And you know, not to break this down too much, but I didn't know who in that sequence was the <laughs> whether <laughs> you are the pro tip. No, it's you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was um, with a mistress, and she's like, we should ask if they have hot sauce. Uh-huh. I'm like, you're smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was my reaction. Yes. I generally don't do that. I don't know why I don't think to do that at a Mexican restaurant. You don't think women are smart? I mean, no. <laughs> We've discussed this off mic. Men better. <laughs> you sure have discussed it <laughs> at length. <laughs> Gotta stop sitting in the My rights are under fire, Dan. <laughs> Big MRA guy. I'm going to say most, if not all women are smarter than me. Just blanket oh, yeah. statement. Yeah, sure. <laughs> MWA, men wrong. <laughs> Association. Yeah, and, that, and, that's, and that's just being a good ally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> so the, the, the very smart mistress. Yes. She asked for hot sauce, uh-huh. and they the server brought back a pretty thick hot sauce. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, this was a really well-balanced, very, very hot salsa, but it was made to be mixed with the regular salsa. Like, that was the intent. Like, you take it, oh. and you mix it up, because you get the blend of the two textures. You know, this is like seedy. There's some cilantro and stuff floating mm-hmm. around in the, the hot salsa. What did you think about it? What was the color like on that dark, hot salsa? Deep, dark red. Deep, deep dark red. I'm talking like looked like maple syrup. Yeah, very dark brown. Mm-hmm. 
How'd you feel about it? I had mine on a separate trip, and I, I went with only hot salsa. And they asked me a couple times on the phone if I wanted any of the regular salsa, and I think I understand now why. Uh-huh. Because, Andy, I thought that this hot salsa tasted like a burnt lemon. Whoa. <laughs> it was so sharp in lemon flavor and, like, just so super spicy. Uh I I did not like it. And really? I, I don't know that it was necessarily bad. I think it was just a type of spice sure. that I do not connect with much. However, I think if it was mixed with that fresh red salsa, I think it would have been fantastic. Just the picture that you sent me even, I was like, man, that, that looks a lot different than what I got. And it had already been mixed, I think, in the picture that you sent. No, it hadn't. Man, I wish I would have brought that cup of salsa. I had it at home. I almost meant to bring it to have you try it to see if it was the same as what you tried. Mm-hmm. I, I will send a picture whenever I get home I th- because this salsa was wild to Dan, me. Dan, I wish you would. <laughs> Can't wait to get that pick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I enjoyed the salsa. I will say that it, it was it was so hot that it kind of offset my eating experience for the rest of the, the meal. Sure. Um. I think the thing that I wound up eating was a little a little bit bland. It was just more more, more what I chose than anything mm. else. But I also got a house margarita on my second trip, which I really enjoyed. It was mm. High quality, just standard, not a top shelf one. Uh, had a had a great flavor and got a. I must say, <laughs> you, you've, you've you've got a must. I absolutely must say, Dan, mm-hmm. <laughs> that it was a strong margarita. Uh, you know, I I. We were gonna go walk around the nature center, and I I, I had to ask the mistress to drive, uh, <laughs> which is not normal. You know, I I'm not that much of a drinker to begin with, and uh, it's like, well, that did I have anything else to say, Dan? Can you get in my brain and tell me if I had anything else to say about that? Um, it's a tasty margarita. The margarita, I don't know. Did you try any of the cheese sauce with your no, chips? No, I got no cheese sauce. We ordered some cheese sauce. Um, one of your entrees may have well come with the cheese sauce because it seems like it's on a lot of mm-hmm. them. Real, real good, Andy. Just a lovely, plain, white queso, but predominant flavor, cheese. Mm. I love it. I love it. You, <laughs> you know? don't say. You get, well, you get queso sometimes that like it tastes more like chilies than anything or like chipotle than anything because uh, the cheese doesn't have a lot of flavor. And this uh-huh. is just a super bold, cheesy flavor. And, and I, I really awesome. liked it. Is it like Texas-style queso or more just your standard Mexican restaurant kind? Straight white queso. No bits Like you like it? Yes. (laughs) Yep, Andy. (laughs) Like I like it. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Did you get any rice? Uh, I did get rice. I'm excited to talk about this rice. I don't know what your experience with this rice was. But uh, they, they cook it with onions and pico de gallo. It's they not sure just do. rice on its own. It's I'm pretty sure it's like cooked on a, you know, it's probably fried somehow. And it's really, really tasty. It's really good. Just fantastic rice. Big, big grains, Andy. Mm-hmm. So some, some big, large grain rice. Uh-huh. It's Almost like, orzo size. It's like, it's like driving through Iowa. <laughs> oh, my. Big <laughs> grains. Yes. Yeah, big, big grains out there, famously. Um. I really enjoy the texture and the flavor of this mm-hmm. rice stand. It's very soft. Yeah. Very soft. There's some moisture to it and so much 
flavor. It's not exactly spicy, but it's it's definitely savory. There's some saltiness to it, but it's not yeah. overpowering with salt. Real tomato-y, though, like a lovely tomato sauce mm-hmm. flavor. We definitely talked before at a lot of Mexican restaurants where the rice is mostly just there to add texture to the other stuff that you're eating. Yeah. I would just straight up eat this, this rice. Yeah, this was definitely. like a really good paella-style rice. Yeah. There's some combos. Uh, one that I got my second time that was not served with rice. And where I had to go back, I would order a side of rice nice. to go with it. Well, that's what I so did. Good. The first time I went, I, I knew that they only did one, either rice mm-hmm. or beans. And I just said, I'm, I'm going to need, listen, I'm going to need both. Ah, good. Throw a bowl. Rice in. me and bean me, mm-hmm. please. <laughs> uh, beans, Dan. Beans. Um, I actually had two different kinds of beans. Really? The first, I think they have three also. I think oh. they have three different kinds of beans. They have like ranch style. They have the ones called charro beans. They have just straight black beans too. Love the black beans. First one. Probably my favorite. You do? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What, what, what are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm just talking about foods that you like and the colors that they are. As good as the rice is, I, mm-hmm. I did not care for either of the beans that I tried, really. The the ones, the refried style was the ones that I got with the, f- the first time. Mm-hmm. And the presentation's great, by the way. They come in like these two, mine came in these two like separate containers. Oh, really? Um, on the plate. So I had like these two square-topped containers. This is a f- like kind of a fine dining sort really? of presentation here. And... Anyway, the, the beans reminded me a lot of the ones at the wheelhouse. Like they have bean dip at the wheelhouse. Sure. I think you could have put these next to an order of the bean dip from the wheelhouse and they would be pretty indistinguishable. And uh, you may recall that that's not necessarily a positive thing coming from me because I think they are pretty bland. It's good on a chip. It's a nice texture to go with the chip. And whenever you get that saltiness from the tortilla, um, it's, it's good. It, it's tasty, but I, I'm not a big fan of the, the beans on their own. You know, Andy, the only order of beans that I had came with my first order. All, all of my food were all served in these circular uh, aluminum tins with the mm. plastic topping. One of my favorite to-go preparations. Mm. Keeps it nice and hot. And recyclable. Absolutely. Which is yes, great. Very recyclable. You just got to clean it out, mm-hmm. you know. With your but, tongue. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's mm-hmm. what I do. <laughs> I, I turn it inside like out slimer. and nibble the stuff off the bottom. Yes, Andy's doing the Slimer lick very uh, disgustingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Andy, a big tongue. I wrote beans, and then uh, you know I do bullet points. Mm-hmm. I, gotta, I, I try to keep a nice little outline. It's like the Punisher. Loves those bullets. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Well, and that's how I write it, too. I always take a picture of a piece <laughs> of paper that I have shot bullet holes through to uh, be as realistic to the Punisher as possible. (laughs) Uh, For the beans, I wrote, I feel nothing for these beans. (laughs) (laughs) I feel the same way. I feel the same type of nothing. I I could totally move on from the beans. I, I didn't even really like them as like, typically I'll mix the beans into my rice because uh-huh. I'm not a big bean boy and that's just kind of a, a nice way to consume them both but I just moved these to the side I didn't want to muddy up my rice with with the the beans I totally agree no, not much flavor at all okay yeah I wish they were better wish I liked them more yeah. I would say the beans are probably the weakest thing that, I, that I tried here at all oh I haven't. Ha- I didn't get it this time, but I used to get table side guac. Oh, I used yeah. to go pretty often with somebody who really liked to get the table side guacamole. And I, I, I really enjoy watching them make it, and I really enjoy the taste. Though, 
it's pretty inconsistent. Depends on who mm-hmm. makes it and the different proportions of the ingredients. Sometimes you get it and there's like way too much jalapeno. You know I like spicy stuff, but uh, a jalapeno shouldn't be overpowering Mike Walk. Sure, you know. But uh, I would recommend trying it there. See if see if it's for you, for sure. They gotta um, do it at a table six feet away now. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's true. And they give you the little pair of binoculars. Now the last couple times that I that I went and ordered the table side guacamole, they said, uh, "Well." We're just gonna bring it out. It's like that's <laughs> no, that's not how this works. This, there are two separate guacamoles on the menu. Oh, really? One of them, you pay ten dollars to have it made next to your table, and you watch it. I'm like, no, this is fresh. We promise. <laughs> show me, show it to me. Yeah, yeah. At least video it. Eight dollars, not ten. Text me the video. <laughs> <laughs> I would never actually argue. Just say, oh, sure, that's fine. Anyway, let's get into entrees, Dan. Tell me Andrew. about an entree you tried. Andrew. Andrew? <laughs> Andrew. Miss Andrew? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andy started it out with the shrimp and potatoes enchiladas. Mm. Just looked fantastic. Great menu here. That They have long descriptions of everything and pictures. nice pictures of Great everything. Great design. Yeah. It looks like summertime. Fantastic menu. Great. If if we had a menu award, we would give it out. But uh, I'm simply too lazy to come up with a big dumb name for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, not gonna not gonna do it. Plus, they live in Arkansas. The anyway. golden laminate. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I don't know the the uh, lithium laminate. Yes, the lithium laminate. It's made of lithium. Sure. Yeah, fuel. Fuels. Yeah. <laughs> fuels your meal or something. Corn tortillas filled with mashed potatoes, Andy. Ooh. You think it's going to be cubed potatoes, but they zigzag, and it's mashed potatoes in the enchiladas, Andy. Wow. Yeah. It sounds incredible, Dan. Topped with grilled shrimp, so huh. the, the shrimps aren't inside the... Huh. the uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Topped with grilled shrimp. I don't know what's coming out of my body right now. Onions, <laughs> peppers. <laughs> Arf. You're ad libbing. <laughs> You're doing ad libs <laughs> like a <laughs> offset or something. Uh-huh. Onions and peppers and a chipotle cheese sauce served with rice. Andy, mm. those mashed potatoes inside the enchiladas, super smooth, no texture at all. It's very smooth, not not like a soupy, but uh, nice and smooth. Didn't have a lot of flavor. But they did have flecks of the potato skin left in there. Love a flex. So you get a little taste of the potato skin, which is a taste in its own. The shrimps. Skin on for life. Oh, yeah. I think maybe they partially skinned them because it wasn't like a crazy amount of potato skin. But I don't know. Maybe it's just made in a large batch and I can't tell. Skin on or die. I, that's what I always say. My mom uh, tattooed that on my backside <laughs> as a babe. <laughs> wow. That seems like child abuse. <laughs> no, I was cool with it. <laughs> That's how child abuse works, right? Well, you've always been a babe, so <laughs> that was like a last week. It was yes. after your meal. Yes. Well, yeah. Mom? <laughs> yeah, my mom would never <laughs> tattoo as, to me as a child. <laughs> Mommy? <laughs> I have a favor to ask. <laughs> That's what you sound like when you talk to your mom. Yeah. Like uh-huh. me being weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she gets the machine revved up. 
the tattoo machine. You, you, you famously have a mom tattoo. I do. I do famously have a mom tattoo. Yeah. My, my first tattoo for my mommy. And my second tattoo for the movie MacGruber. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's all the tattoos I have. <laughs> the shrimps were a plenty and the onions and peppers were shrimps a plenty. Shrimps a plenty. That that's a it's like the chips ahoy of the uh the frozen fish section. Uh the, the shrimp cookies. Uh Ooh. the onions and peppers were cooked just a little under fajita level. Ooh. So you still got a little fresh bite to them, you know? Oh, so that's a positive. You know, I like fajita-style vegetables, but this just wasn't quite that that soft. It just had a little bite to it. Mm-hmm. Not like a general chicken green pepper uh, level of barely cooked. Uh, we're, we're talking, you know, somewhere in between there. But Andy, if I had to say the flavor to this... And I think you have to. It would be cheese sauce because the cheese sauce was pretty much the predominant flavor. Mm. Uh, this was really good. I, and it said Chipotle cheese sauce. I'm not sure if that's the same as their regular one. It tasted pretty similar. Uh, but boy, was it good, Andy. It, it just you it love just, cheese. Yeah. I mean, the, the shrimps were fine, but they, you know, there weren't there wasn't any like real strong punch of flavor to them. The vegetables were the vegetables and everything and including those delicious mashed potato filled enchiladas tasted of the the creamy cheese sauce that that was poured poured in there so uh good meal tasted of cheese sauce a plus (laughs) cool i mean it it was i think Sixteen ninety nine, yeah, fifteen ninety nine, pretty expensive. And si- I just figured since this was maybe a fancier place, I would go for something like that with mm-hmm. shrimp. Uh, didn't quite have like the the level, the heights of flavor that I was really expecting yeah. from it. But the cheese sauce was very good. I'm glad you uh, enjoyed your eating experience. I did. Man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the I first time do. I went, I went for lunch on a weekday. I got famosas tacos pastor. You know that I love pastor tacos, Dan. Mm-hmm. Typically cooked on a spit, roasted on a spit, then uh, shaved off and shaved along with some pineapple. Mm-hmm. That's that's the traditional preparation. A lot of places will not give you the pineapple and don't cook it on the spit and or don't cook it on the spit. Sure. I'm pretty sure they did both here. I believe it was cooked on a spit. Definitely and got that pineapple in mm-hmm. there. There was a pineapple. Did you try it too? Somebody I didn't. I just saw it on the menu. Okay. I, knew, I knew that you would go for it. Yeah. Presentation is fantastic. Has that fancy square plate and with the dedicated metal taco holder? You know, it's like um, some metal teeth to put the tacos in. Like that. Mm -hmm. Three containers of onions, cilantro, and green sauce to go along with it. These tacos were double tortillaed, which was not necessary. Sure. Um, I'm. You're not a big fan. I don't. I I only eat one. I only eat one tortilla. Some place like actually some places actual street tacos where they really load them up. The this two two tortillas are necessary. Mm That wasn't the case with this one. It was a pretty. This was a pretty standard size taco. They they were bigger than the street taco style. Thank goodness, because this was also fourteen ninety nine for three tacos. <laughs> a beautiful orangey red ground up pork with uh, big visible chunks of pineapple in there. I nice. mean, big chunky chunks, Dan. Big chunky chunks. Different sizes, you know, not just one like sure. size like out of a can and cut with a machine. This oh, okay. Clearly hand cut. So much flavor, packed with flavor, Dan. Both a little salty, a little bit sweet, and with some heat in there, too. 
really tender in a way that pork usually isn't. It still had a little bit of that porky chewiness, but like some of the ground pork pieces had a little char on them too, Ooh, which makes me think they probably yeah. were roasted on a spit. Absolutely. Uh, it gave those bites an added bit of smokiness. This is probably the best pastor flavor that I've had in town as far as like actual pastor that I've had in other places. Awesome. I think I've talked before about how there's a place called Big Star Tacos in Chicago where it's the first place I got pastor. And I've kind of been trying to, I'm sort of chasing that high ever uh-huh. since. Uh-huh. This is probably the closest I've come. Though I think those tacos are like a dollar fifty each. Ch- chasing <laughs> the uh, the uh, pastor taco dragon, mm-hmm. riding so, the white pastor taco pony. Puff puff pass, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yes. the taco. Yes, famously, puff puff pass the taco. <laughs> I think I'm. Gonna, I might have what? to. Do, <laughs> I don't know. I think I might have to <laughs> see if any of our musical uh, guests have a song called Puff Puff Pass the Taco. <laughs> Oh, wow. I mean, could be deadly. Ugh. Oh, I don't know what's wrong with me today. Getting older, Dan. Brain's rotten. Mm-hmm. Not R-O-T-T-E-N. R-O-T-T-I-N apostrophe. Rotten. Rotten. What's... Okay. Yeah, I guess I see the difference. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Tell me about another entree if you tried another one. Andy had to go again today. Had to do it. Had to do it to him. Really wanted to try out one of the lunch specials, but they're not available on Saturdays or Sundays, oh, Andy. Oh, no. I wanted something a little cheaper, so I looked to the combos mm. menu. Everything on there, nine ninety nine. You know, pretty great price for you know all, all of them coming with three different items. Mm-hmm. Went with the number eight. Eight, my favorite number. Is it? Absolutely. It really is. I love it. Why? I, I don't know. The eight ball. You um, like the... Yeah, it's curvy like a lady <laughs> or man <laughs> yeah, cur- or, or, or a special curvy man. dude. Yeah, <laughs> Andy, this comes with an enchilada burrito and a chili rayano. Am I saying that right? I'm sure, I'm sure I ask that every time. Sorry. The enchilada all with ground beef. Mm-hmm. No choice on there. They drop it on the ground mm-hmm. and they stomp on it mm. it gives it definitely it gives done it a this nice before. brown we've texture. definitely done this before yeah. go yeah. ahead well that's gonna happen more and more <laughs> folks <laughs> hopefully you've forgotten the old episodes like we have because it's all it's all repeating itself the enchilada corn tortilla some melted yellow cheese on top that seasoned ground beef with Is just that what people mean when they say mellow yellow yeah. melted yellow cheese uh-huh N- yes they're it's, they serve they've abbreviated t- melted to mellow they <laughs> They serve it in uh, two-liter jugs. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, I remember that. Next yes. time at the okay. store. Yeah, that, these are s- my uh, additions are here. So worthwhile. Uh, very worth yeah. it. <laughs> Andy. Uh huh. This ground beef, seasoned, salty, not super cuminy or anything. Just super a little cumin. grease. <laughs> yes, that that one was good. I I I'm I'm not even a joke. No, Just repeat no, something I like you that said. One. Super cumin. Uh, but not like that. Just the slightest amount of grease. I can't stress this enough how this ground beef is just perfect, Andy. It's perfect. The the texture, the taco-y flavor, it's just perfect. I really, really like the ground beef, which is weird because it seems like they're going for fancier things here. I didn't have any steak, 
But if I were given the choice between some an entree with their ground beef or an entree with those shrimps again, ground beef every single day of the week. So you're saying there should be some undressed ground beef on the cover of Perfect Ten? Yeah, I mean, if if that is in fact a, a magazine? real magazine, yes, <laughs> pretty sure it is. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I agree. I I want to see this ground beef in the buff. <laughs> beef in the buff, <laughs> which is French for beef. <laughs> Just winked at Andy. <laughs> the burrito, Andy, double the size of the enchilada. Maybe maybe a two point five times the mm-hmm. size of the enchilada. Flour tortilla kept its form, but melted in your mouth. Packed with ground beef, Andy. Just so much ground beef. I can't say any more <laughs> than please, there was a lot of ground don't. beef in there. <laughs> and then, of course, the chili reano. Nice salty batter. Poblano pepper with a real good amount of spice and like much more spice than I feel you normally get in a chili relleno. Stuffed with Chihuahua cheese, which I'm not sure if I've ever had before. Yeah. Two primary textures on this, Andy. The melty mixture of the red sauce, the batter, and the pepper all just melted in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And then the cheese which fully held its shape, held the shape of the inner pepper, which is a good thing. It wasn't hard to say, but just like a perfect kind of like... Sounds like art to me. Andy. Sounds like an inner pepper sculpture. This Chili Reano, I've had a few for the show. Absolutely the best. No So, so good. And everything on this combo platter, and I would assume some more of the combo platters, was covered in red sauce andy they asked me what kind of sauce i wanted they said cheese or red and i went red andy yeah it's cheaper is it yeah. they charge more for the i cheese. believe it's one dollar more for red and two dollar more for cheese andy i wouldn't get the cheese if you held a gun to my head and cocked it what back if, what if the gun was made of cheese <laughs> <laughs> i still wouldn't <laughs> That, I think that lowers the stakes a little bit, actually. <laughs> but I still would. wouldn't. The red sauce, Andy. A nice marinara texture with a ton of flavor. And I, You know, I only make this comparison because I am a truly uncultured swine. But it tasted like the most delicious version of the red sauce in a can of Chef Boyardee ravioli okay i can dig that sauce i know it it's good and this is just perfect andy the burrito the enchilada and the chili reano all were just smothered in this red sauce and with my experience with the very seemingly fancy dish covered in cheese sauce and this like 9.99 combo plate covered in red i'm going the combo plate every day of the week this this was fantastic. I really loved it. Num- number eight at La Paloma for life for this for this old boy. Wow, you just not you're not going to change it up at all. No. Okay. So uh, my my mistress ordered a very similar combination, except she had a hard shell taco instead of sure. uh, chili. Rian Rian Yo. I keep saying <laughs> Rayano. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, um, chili Ray Romano. <laughs> That's I it. Think, I think is the Deborah. 
Let's see who got the Jesus. Oh my God, Andy. It's as if he's walked in the door. <laughs> you were fantastic in the Irishman. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, um, I, I was, uh, it was reported to me that the enchilada and burrito tasted very similarly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, almost like the same thing. Just, it's the difference between corn tortilla and flour tortilla. And one, the burrito has way more meat in it. Hmm. Interesting. I, I kind of wish I'd gotten one of the combos, Dan. The second time um, I went, uh, Mr. said she was going to pay. So I was like, I got to take something a little bit more expensive <laughs> than a combo. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess I am going to have a margarita, too. <laughs> so so you, you got the La Paloma Feast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, and I left a big tip <laughs> with, <Yeah>. on her card. <laughs> so let me sign that. $15. T- they they so bring you over the check. What's 20% of 35 $15? <laughs> is that right? Close enough. <laughs> um, this is all totally true <laughs> <laughs> no um I, I got moyo de ayo a a j o moyo de ayo i believe it's like a fish and a garlic sauce dan it was a big right. old fish fillet on a bed of rice Thanks. and it's pictured in the menu which is why i got it and it almost had the look like the yellowish look of a fried plantain like the picture Ooh. had a sear on it it was very yellow looking i was like oh that looks really tasty so i ordered that and it looked nothing like that it was just a white grilled piece of fish with no grill marks on it at all and not a whole lot of sauce either the picture makes it look really saucy and it was fine it had a kind of a mild garlic flavor this is like diet foods like if you're on a diet and i I, I, i'm not gonna say i didn't like it i did like it it just wasn't what i was expecting nor is it something i really would have ordered had i known that's what it was so in lieu of talking about what i actually ordered this week i'm gonna talk about their uh Mole poblano enchiladas. Ooh, this place yeah. has the best mole sauce in town. I think their mole sauce is absolutely fantastic. You can actually taste that that little bit of chocolate chocolateiness to it. It's got that ancho chili in there too, and I love their mole enchiladas. I wish I'd have gotten those for my show assessment. Unfortunately, I cannot count those as my rating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, they, they messed up by having me order something yeah. else. Yeah. No, of course I'm gonna. That often take happens into to restaurants. I was trying to change it up. I was intentionally trying something that I hadn't sure. tried before, just to have a different thing to talk about. Because I feel like any place that has a mole uh, item, I'm going to get it. And I got it when I, at a couple Mexican places back too. But anyway, um, like I said, that uh, fish and rice dish was fine. If you got somebody who's on a fish and rice kick, it's probably a really good version of that. It's just that it didn't exactly look like it did in the picture on the menu. So I was slightly disappointed with it. Um, and that's that came with just straight black beans, like they were indistinguishable oh, really? from black beans in a can, including mm. like the bean juice. Like it was that the bean juice. You up don't to want the, top the bean of the juice. No, I just want the beans. Leave was, the uh, leave the juice. Not thrilled with back. that. I, I had some other beans there that were like pinto beans with other stuff mixed in, like cilantro and onions and stuff mixed in with that the beans. That sounds pretty good. And maybe those are the charo beans. I'm not sure, but they they got three. Like I said, they got three different types. I wouldn't recommend the black beans. I wouldn't recommend the. Uh, refried style but if you can figure out what that other style is mm. get that <laughs> i think the, they're charl the mythical beans. third style pretty sure they're charl beans but uh did you try any dessert anything like that i didn't andy they that, did have that, some fancy that was the desserts, end of the road okay for me thank goodness <laughs> <laughs> so how many well since they're not owned here mm-hmm. they don't get a fun nickname oh, wow just how many out of five would you rate 
La Paloma. How many numbers now, out of five? For listener, when I when I for listeners when I said that, I said how many? And then I moved the microphone uh-huh. away from my face and uh just shrugged as if I were a Kathy cartoon or something. Yeah, I mean, you did a bit of a lazy Jordan shrug. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. So I'm like the only person who's not watching The Last Dance. Yeah, so, I'm not watching it either. Oh, you're not? It's a known shrug. Okay. I guess I don't... I'm not up to, to snuff on the shrugs. <laughs> no, no, no. You're pretty behind in your shrug vocabulary. Uh, Andy, you know, I, I really loved that combo. Mm-hmm. I, I think probably overall, it... La Paloma is reading to me as maybe a place with dishes a little more expensive than they should be. Yeah, I, I 100% <laughs> agree. Uh, the just some some dressed up dishes, but truly, I, I think that they excel on the the plainer things. Mm-hmm. The those regular combos, nine ninety nine, really not a bad price for those. Mine didn't come with rice. I would probably order a little pint of rice next time. And uh, you know, it, it was all it was all very good. Didn't didn't love the beans. Thought the uh, hot salsa tasted like a burnt lemon. But I'm gonna have to go four point five. I really liked La Paloma. Really, really dug that combo number eight. Yeah, I'm right combo there. Combo number eight. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Dan. Four point five for me as well. Uh, I would say that that rice dish that I got was more like a three point five. But sure. again, you heard me discuss it. It's not exactly what I would normally get. I really like this restaurant. It's a shame they're not owned locally. <laughs> yeah, absolute shame so that we're going to have to this delete this episode. Rating is unofficial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unofficial rating for La Paloma. <laughs> okay, so worth checking out, especially if it's mm-hmm. like a special occasion. It's a good place to go if you're craving Mexican and it's like, say, your birthday or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, say you're, you have to decide for a you know, dumb podcast you do and you say, well, it's my birthday week, so I want to go to someplace <laughs> fancy. I don't know. Yeah, because the food we had last week was infamously uh, uh, garbage. Uh-huh. Andy, what's next on the docket today? Ooh, the mystery yeah, second that's right. segment. Let's jump right in. Polk. Andy, I sent you a text a couple days ago. Did you? Uh, prior to our Tower Club recording, actually, mm-hmm. urging you to use your Springfield News Leader subscription to uh, hmm. glean some information from a subscriber-only article on there. An article that could not even be read by going into incognito mode. Wow. <laughs> Support local journalism. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, Dan, I do it my own way. <laughs> you know, um, just out of, I mean, I remember this text, but mm-hmm. I'm just testing to see if you sure. remember... Uh, what was the name of that article? <laughs> from what I gleaned from the Springfield News Leader headline, there is a man in Springfield, Missouri, th- claiming to have the oldest pickle in the world. How did you discover this article? Why, it was the top article on Springfield News Leader's homepage one day. They'll put the subscriber-only articles up there sometimes. And oh. uh, I got to say... It was a very clickable headline there. Uh, if, if I see anything about the oldest pickle in the world, they know I'm clicking. I'll, I clickle for a pickle. <laughs> okay, Dan. Let's. Uh, do you want me to just read this? I would love you to re- read it in its entirety. 
poking around. Steve poking. Oh, my goodness. Go on Spring Food Mo. Please. Ooh, man. The the picture on this article uh, looks like a really nice little glass case of whiskey, Dan. Uh-huh. But uh, looks like a big old pickle in there. Oh, instead. yeah. It is a pretty large pickle. It's not the biggest pickle, as you said. Uh, I'm not sure where that is. I... God only knows if it's in Springfield. God only knows, Dan. <laughs> I think that's what the song God only knows was <laughs> okay. about. Steve Poken. Mm-hmm. Full credit to the pokester. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for this. Uh, Tom Baker just might have the oldest pickle in the world. Whoa. Oh, please, Andy. And it's right here in Springfield. Oh, my God. In Baker's home. I won't mention the street. Because I don't want his prize pickled purloined. That not only is that uh, some incredible poke in prose, <laughs> but real good call on his part not to dox the guy because I'd be heading there right now. It's Absolutely. on site for Tom Baker. The label placed on the hand blown glass jar says 1845. Andy, sh up. <laughs> <laughs> that's from the article <laughs> including my first name 45 yeah because the for sure the bottle's true they couldn't possibly be mislabeled <laughs> all right here we go baker's best guess is that his grandfather james pumphrey ramsey most likely put the notation on the bottle but it was either of baker's maternal grandparents daniel d and elizabeth rafe who actually took the historic step of putting the cucumber in the bottle. So it wasn't Pumphrey's pickle. I don't think so. I think it was Pumphrey's paws pickle. But Pumphrey's paws pickle. Pumphrey did not pick the pickle. It does not seem that way, okay. Dan. When I Google oldest pickle in the world, <laughs> I am led to a 2011 NPR story about a pickle in a jar that at the time was 135 years old. Big dill, I, <laughs> I say. <laughs> Baker's is 175 years old. I'm so glad you had me do this, Dan. Pokin is the goat. He really is. <laughs> We've kind of turned around on Pokin. Oh, I fully turned around on him. I had some sort of weird bent against Pokin, but uh, that all ended at Big Dill. <laughs> <laughs> When I checked the Guinness Book of World Records for oldest pickle, all I got in return was information on largest pickle, which happens to be four, 44 and a half inches. That's Pokin texting me right now. <laughs> That's a common uh, mistake. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Listen, this is his, I love his uh, unit here of measurement, which happens to be 44 and a half inches, the length of a guitar. Wow. Okay. That's a, that's a great visual, Pokemon. Just a standard guitar. Being curious, I looked up the vertical jump of Michael Jordan in his prime, 46 inches. Wow. So he's barely clearing that pickle. Six NBA championships. <laughs> I love the All-Star Weekend because right after the dunk contest, they do the pickle jump. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, being uh, six NBA championships and the ability to jump over the Colossus of Cucumbers. Wow. When it comes to history, Baker, 95, is not a man to be taken lightly. He has a three-ring binder with photos and typed biographies, dates of birth, cities where born, wedding dates, dates of death, and old sepia photos. No, uh, 
no information on what who those dates He's are, just are got of. like a weird black book <laughs> of everybody's names. <laughs> Every woman that ever paid attention to him. <laughs> part, of, part of that family lore is the pickle. I'm sorry I said that about his family. That's not... Or that, that man, I know nothing about him. <laughs> just imagining if it were me. <laughs> I mean, it's a big book. He's quite the ladies' man. <laughs> the, my, my grandpa had a desk with a pull-down lid, Baker tells me. He had that pickle sitting up on that desk. Mm-hmm. As a boy, Baker recalls, he would cross the street to his grandparents' home. Every time I would go over there, I would look to see if that pickle was still there, he says. With the switch to the commission form of government in 1915, he was elected to the city's street commission. Ramsey reportedly was once challenged by a fellow citizen who had the audacity to claim that he had an older pickle. Oh, my God. Who is this man? I don't know. Ramsey somehow prevailed. I'd like to think they had a showdown on the square and clubbed each other with their ancient pickles. (laughs) Good one, Pokin. Part of Ramsey's proof of age was the history of the bottle, which had these words on it. G.E.O.K. Smith & Co. Druggists, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ramsey died in 1953. <laughs> I don't know. Smash cut. <laughs> <laughs> Baker's pickle fills most of the space within a bottle eight inches tall and three inches in diameter. That's still a big pickle in its own right. It is a big pickle in its own right. It's as if its growth was stunted by the bottle. The solution is murky. The pickle is not appealing in a culinary sense, and I am a lover of pickles. Oh, but Pokin is my boy. He is. Most pickle historians, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> let's back up. Apparently, there are pickle historians. Well, I mean, there's Steve Pokin, Dan Howell. <laughs> That's that's it. I'm Kenneth much. Howell, my father. Oh, your dad's uh, into pickle yeah. history. Uh, William Br- Brooksy Howell, my my grandfather. Isn't that a great name, Brooksy? Brooksy Howell. Yeah. That rules. And he went by Brooksy. That's so awesome. Did you meet him? No. Oh, it's too no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. He's <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> Most pickle historians mention how Cleopatra attributed her health and hotness to pickles. <laughs> I mean, it certainly works for me. <laughs> You patch up just a manager sitting there. You know how I got so hot? <laughs> it's these pickles, baby. <laughs> how Christopher Columbus packed pickles with him to fight scurvy while crossing the Atlantic, and how Julius Caesar made pickles a food staple for his army to make soldiers more strapping. All right. The 175 year old pickle is covered in tiny bumps like a rash. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It resembles a miniature b- Moby Dick. Only green. <laughs> whatever the solution is, or whatever it has become over 175 years, is murky. Mm-hmm. I'm no scientist, but I'm guessing drinking it would be fatal, or at least put warts on your toes. They might have been pickled in formaldehyde, he says. The bottle's bottom is concave, and the opening is just big enough to put your pinky in. It was big enough to accept a bloom on a cucumber vine back in 1845. Baker tells me pickling was a great hobby in the 19th century. I'll take his word for it. <laughs> I don't think you have to do that, Steve. It's a pretty good <laughs> hobby today. Pretty much you could look that one up. I don't think that'd be hard info to find. To ferment cucumbers into pickles, a brine solution is poured over fresh vegetables. Oh, brine usually consists of water and salt, but to achieve 
more flavorful pickle you can add in spices garlic and herbs he's got to have like a he has to have a minimum word count that's oh, got to be what's going on here he's, he's totally missing the vinegar yeah the passing of the pickle baker was about 26 when his father passed the pickle to him it was the family heirloom baker most coveted no not furniture not jewelry not dad's treasured shotgun parker parker baker knew his son well he knew Tom was green with envy for the family pickle. Man, Andy, you know, I'm, I'm, I just turned 26 a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. I, I only got my daddy's shotgun. Didn't, <laughs> didn't give me his, his daddy's pickle. <laughs> Still waiting on that pickle from my dad. <laughs> I don't think my family's got a pickle, unfortunately. <laughs> Baker's wife, Mildred, wasn't as enamored of it as he was. think <laughs> he divorced her <laughs> no that's not true uh she passed away in september at age 96 they were married for 71 years oh my god and the pickle stuck around too Ooh, not since the 1940s has baker uncorked the glass bottle his father did once he recalls to add alcohol i tell baker i don't want to be rude and he seems in great health and everything but do you have a will and if so which of your three children will inherit the family pickle. Baker has two daughters and a son. Better yet, do any of them, ages 68, 66, and 64, even want the grain heirloom? None has yet expressed an interest, oh, he says. Oh, no, Andy. But more than likely, it will be his son who would then become the fifth generation of the family to caretake what just might be the oldest pickle in the world. These are the views of Springfield, Springfield News Leader columnist Steve Pokin, who has been at the paper for eight years and over his career has covered everything from courts and cops to features and fitness. He can be reached at 836-1253-spoken-at-gannett.com, <laughs> on Twitter at Steve Pokin NL, or by mail at 651 Boonville Avenue, Springfield Mo 65806. Pokin's Pokin on Pokin's on Twitter. Oh, Andy, I'm I'm starting back up the podcast Twitter. It, it's on. There, there's yeah. too there's too much good stuff like this out there you that know, needs to be addressed and commented at. He should really get on Facebook where he can get poked. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the episode for this week. <laughs> that's been our uh, poking and poking segment, which I'm pretty sure is going to be the second segment of the show since it's now 25 minutes into recording. <laughs> We're going to have to find some more poking articles. That was fun. Poke. Wow. What a great segment oh that God. was. One of the greatest segments of all Can't time. Can't wait to do it every single week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That is the new last meals of the show is uh, Andy and I just... Uh, <laughs> reading <laughs> blindly <and> reading <laughs> poking articles mm -hmm. it was truly a pleasure it well, really was i i had a good time and uh andy we've got one more thanks segment for listening today. to spring food mo this week etc <laughs> etc et knock 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 andy, what's happening we, no no <laughs> no this guest was planned i told oh. you we you had a planned guest right. this week and andy is famously the more aloof of the two of us uh not is that you know true? i'm really i'm really holding this thing together a lot and uh pulling a lot of the strings to get our guests you're saying our guests are puppets dan <laughs> well i mean did you book justin timberlake <laughs> jc chavez lance bass 
The other two? Wow. The the disrespect to Jay-Z J.C. Chazé. Is the, that his name? For you calling him J.C. Oof. Chavez. Is that not his wow. name? Is that, did I really get it wrong? Chazé. Chazé? Come on, Andy. Who, who, who are the other ones? Um, I believe... Nick Lachez? I think it was Rip Torn <laughs> and Rip Taylor were oh. the other two <laughs> members of NSYNC. Rip Torn and Rip Taylor. The two Rips. Hmm. Uh, and R.I.P. to both Rip. of them. Wait, is, did Rip Taylor pass? I don't know. Rip Torn did. Rip Torn certainly passed. Rip Taylor, just so funny. Okay. With the confetti. <laughs> and speaking of funny, Andy, I, I mean, I guess let's just go ahead and get our guest in here now. I, I will warn you. Awfully presumptuous. I, Andy, <laughs> I will warn you. Did you book Ray Romano? Our guest, you're getting, you're, you're in the arena, Andy. Okay. And I can't remember. I can't believe that you don't. Remember who I said this was because I did tell you, Andy. I got. I just want to pre-warn you. Our guest has a bit of an entourage with him. It's Mark he, Wahlberg. No, no, no. He might know him though. It's a turtle. It, you're dangerously close now, Andy. Kevin Dillon. No. E. Andy. Does E from just, Entourage our guest? You know, it, it, he, I just wanted to say, just tread lightly. Our guy's got some producers with him. He's got handlers. He is you he know, a snake. He's on a big promo tour right now, Andy. You were so close. You just let's just go ahead and let him come in here. So I mean, we're we're very excited to have you. Wow! Can you believe Incredible. that I got this guest, Andy? I certainly cannot believe that you got this guest. That's right. It's me, Scooby-Dooby-Doo. <laughs> Scooby-Doo. That's right. That's right, Andy. <laughs> I, I got the, the man himself, the star of the upcoming DreamWorks animation film, Scoob. Wow. That's right. We're rebranding to Scoob. How do you feel about that, Scooby? <clears throat> cut. Cut. I was told that we weren't going to be asking me about how I feel about the new name change, and I'm not with this, okay? Wait, okay. Scooby-Doo is Australian? Wow. Excuse Do you not recognize me? It's Jason Statham? No. He's not Australian. You Snow Gibson? I'm not Australian. I'm Cockney Charlie. <laughs> The man who's portrayed Scooby Dooby Doo since the early 1960s. Really? Yes. Cockney Charlie and and the Anna Barbera crew. You don't know. I'm not familiar with Cockney Charlie, no. What's wrong with this bloke? <laughs> don't know who Cockney Charlie is. <laughs> I, I, I know a lot of useless information about popular culture going back about 50 to 60 years and i'm not familiar with cockney charlie i'm Char sorry charlie don't don't mind andy i you know i didn't tell him that we weren't going to be mentioning the whole rebranding from scooby-doo to scoob that yeah and and this guy here this dan fellow hey hey i mean i yeah. i suspect i know the answer to this but how do you two know each other did you just reach out dan well, I mean, Cockney Charlie. I, I know, I know Chuck's uh, oh, agent. Chuck. He he's in with me, Agent Chad Chad Shaw. Oh, God. okay, fine. He's in with me, Agent Idney. Okay, 
All right. So Chad can we Chad get Shaw. this? Can we get this rolling again? How you did prom- you meet you Chad promised- Shaw? Hey, I didn't come here to talk about the finest man I've ever had, <laughs> Mister Chad Chad Shaw and his buddy Aaron Bergy. Okay. Okay. The fact is, I know about your stupid little show because you know us us Brits. We we love spring food, hey, Mo. I think we just found some common ground because I also think the show's stupid. All right. <laughs> All right. That let's. Let's get this thing over with. That's right. I'm here to promote my new movie, Scoob. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. We're going to cut out all the actual... Uh, uh, never mind. Scooby-Doo. So thrilled to have you on Spring Food Mo. Thank you, Andy. I'm sorry to say that we don't have any bones for you to review. What? <laughs> bones. Scooby-Doo doesn't eat bones. Eat Scooby <laughs> snacks. What do you think a Scooby Snack is? What, what do I think a Scooby Snack is? I was... It's not a bone? I was doing lines of Scooby Snacks with Mick and Keith before you were getting in your diapers. Well, honestly, that's like last week. <laughs> don't come at me asking about bones again, okay? Skip, stick to the script. Fine. I don't I, have a script. Uh, Chuck, I'm I'm sorry. I really like I didn't. I did, you shut up too, Daniel. <laughs> I like this. Shut up. In <laughs> fact, you you get out of the room entirely. No more no more Daniel talking. It's refreshing. All right. Okay. I'm I'm just gonna step out and let Andy handle the rest of the segment. Okay. I'm on my own now. Do you have any questions about the game? Yeah. You know what? I've been looking for a hot Velma all my life. You sexualizing Velma now? <laughs> I didn't sexualize her. He sexualizing Velma. He called her hot, and Clint. I mean, yeah, I guess Daphne's sort of the prototypical hot one, but uh, you know, there's people out there for a thing for Velma with the glasses and everything. But that's not part of the press tour, is it? Isn't it? Who plays Velma? Well, I mean, I didn't. Memorize all the actors' names. You're in the studio, right? So you're separated. Yeah, this is not my first rodeo with the old Scooby Doo train. You know, I've portrayed every single version of Scooby Doo going all the way back to the Globetrotters way back in the 60s, love. (laughs) Did you play one of the Globetrotters too? Did I play one of the Globetrotters? Okay, you know what? Let me just formally apologize. I was not prepped for this segment. Cockney Charlie. Cockney, yeah, Cockney Charlie. Cockney, that's my name. Cockney Charlie. It? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I should have been I should have been more prepared. I usually do more research. I just didn't know that you were going to be here. So, we'll cut all this out and, you know, we'll just let's just start over. I and had, I had my boy Chad Chad Shaw. He told me how great the show is. Sir Patrick Stewart tells me he loves this stuff. Maka he loves it. Paul McCartney, that oh, is. Oh, I know. That's what we call him here. In He's the- really, yeah, he comes on our show. We haven't heard from him in a while. Well, you know, your, your show's pretty popular with us Brits, so I didn't <laughs> expect to come in here and you're talking about how you, you, your leg, leg hairs stand up for Velma and how <laughs> it, I, Scooby-Doo gnaws on bones. Nobody wants to see Scoob gnawing on the bone that came out of the, the like an animal. That's disgusting. I'm vegan, too. <laughs> Let, let's get back into it. So that's why you don't like bones. 
Yes, yeah, why like that's why I don't okay. like bounce. Okay, well it's we're we're on the same page now. Subject. Okay. Um Okay, Scooby. We got some great great questions for you coming up here. And anytime you're ready, Andy. <laughs> What's your favorite restaurant? He's a bloody dog. <laughs> we just went over his entire diet. It's a food it's a food podcast. We went over his entire diet and it consists entirely Oh wait, actually, now that I think of it, he does eat some like spaghetti with a uh, shag whenever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they eat literally yeah, anything. Yeah, in the big old sandwiches. I I guess I would say uh the Dagwood sandwich shop. That place is long gone, but okay. Cool. I, I love it. <laughs> Me, Scooby Doo. That's great. Do you have any questions about Dino Mud? Tell me all about it. Tell me all about it. Who is this bloody guy? Where we get an interviewer doesn't have any bloody questions about Dino Mutt. Let's get How out long of have here. you and Dino Mutt no, known each I'm other? I'm out of here. I'm out of here. It's over. Who's, Cut it. Who is Cut, Dino Cut the mics. Andy, he, you just... What, what happened? I tried my very best, which admittedly is not great, but he just left. Andy, that was a huge gift for us. I don't... He told How me to ask him about Dino Mutt, and then I did, and then he threw a fit and left. I mean, did you ask him, or did you just tell him to like tell you about Dino Mutt? It was more of a friendly Im- imploration. The bloke asked me to tell him about Dino Mutt. I, I, I'm, I'm back. Listen, I'm sorry. It's just been... The press tour on this thing has been absolutely grueling, okay? And back in my day, you could smoke in the hotel room, and now... You get, they got me holed up in, in, in the Hyatt, and they make me come hey. to the bloody Hammond's Tower to do this special podcast, because Chad Chadshaw says it's so bloody good. And and then you're coming at me with these... All weak, right. I, I've got one I'm more, sorry. One more okay. question. And, and You've I got swear, one more question. I, I have got one more question in me, and even okay. you just asking right. that has put me so towards the line, Andy. Okay. I'm about to absolutely hey, Are you ready? snap on you. Let me get back into character okay. for the love of crikey. All right. The love of crikey? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm cockney. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm still here with Scooby-Doo. This segment's going to cut together great. It sure better, Andy. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I got a qu- quick question for you, Scooby-Doo. Mine, mine slipped me Velma's digits. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> Cut the mic. Some, somebody. I, I'll tell you what. I'm going to have. Uh, I've got, I've got a p- couple big guys from Philly. They're going to come down. City of brotherly rub. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna come down and they're gonna bash your skull in, Andy. Huh. They're gonna bash you. They're gonna have a little chat with you. Sounds like sweet they're relief give to you me. A chat. <laughs> they're gonna chat bad with you, okay? Chat bad. They're gonna chat bad, okay? So, get, you know get, what? Get me out of here. I'm gonna definitely say that you should come back anytime, <laughs> anytime you want. Yeah, I'll bloody come back. I'll come back <laughs> whenever your skull's a pulp. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so my skull, which is made of bone, which he hates, we turned to bone. He just exited on that. Man. He said that from the doorway and then walked out. That was 
that was harrowing. Andy. <laughs> I I don't know what to say. I, that was a pretty big get for us. I I thought maybe it would be uh, a good move for the podcast. Maybe bring in some income. But I wow, I I was not expecting that. I I I, I apologize to you. That's okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. That about brings us to the end of the show, I think. But special don't segment. We have right? one more special segment, Andy. Andy, by the way, your album's good. Oh, uh, I listened to about half of it this morning. <laughs> I, I no, I forgot that it came out, and I listened to about half of it uh, on my ride home from work this morning, and uh, I, I liked it. I liked I like uh, that track, Kara. It, it, it is good. My favorite one so far on cool. there, and uh, the uh, soundtrack, My Summer, sounds like a. Little dashboard confessionals, circa what? Uh, circa Swiss Army Romance, Are you but with drums. Kidding me? You know, uh, yeah. Just the chorus on that reminded me of that a little bit, and not, I don't mean that Ugh. as a dig in any way. No, I, I like that album. It's just not what I was going for at all. Whenever I was a in my early teens, maybe even like twelve, I, I used to mow my parents' lawn on this riding lawnmower, and I had my iPod, and I would listen to just like a playlist of like ten dashboard confessional songs. Oh yeah, so loud, and sing them so loud that once my mom had to tell me that she could hear me over the lawnmower <laughs> that I needed to be quieter. <laughs> I, you know, I had an acoustic guitar starting in like sixth grade. I think that's right around the time that that band became popular. And I would just, I would so look forward to my parents leaving so I could play and just belt out Dashboard Confessional oh, yeah. songs. Oh, yeah. Wasn't even like into that. On the way home, <laughs> this car is my confession. <laughs> I just said, this car is my defroster. <laughs> <laughs> my brain is fully mush anyway thanks for uh, listening to it dan and thanks to these several listeners that bought the album that wow. they could listen to for free which i appreciate Couldn't so much me. like i i mean no one ever really no i shouldn't say that some people paid attention to our band back when it was a real band but um uh it, i honestly don't I didn't expect to make any money from this album, but it has made more money than <laughs> the previous two albums yeah. that that band made, which is not to say it made it's less than $200, but like it's going to go to pay my medical bills. So that's yeah. nice. I, I, you I, didn't press nice any surprise. CDs, like, so you, you didn't lose all I, that CD money. I'm so grateful that people are seem to be enjoying it and just like made a choice to spend money on a thing that they could have gotten for free yeah it's really cool i appreciate it and uh i will say um a, a dude uh, that I, I i know a little bit named tim that actually came to the podcast from having been a fan of the, of the band oh wow. um, the one per the one person yeah. that came to it that way <laughs> said that, and i i may regret putting this out there but he said a couple songs reminded him of tacos bill <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh no he's absolutely right this is a yeah. very good reason for that. I definitely... I, because Taco's Bill collaborated <laughs> on the album with me because he's a real person. Yes. 
Yeah, absolutely. He's the uh, the Max Martin. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he just put his sound on it, and uh, it's a smash hit. Um, I'm really proud of it, and I'm excited that people seem to be liking it. And I won't spend much more time talking about it, but uh, I, there were two songs on there that I thought were going to be, be, be the ones people really liked. And um, one of them, no one has mentioned. And the other one is that soundtrack, My Summer, which I kind of thought it's really catchy. Sure. It's a good summer Great song. Course. Thank you. And I thought people would like that one. But like most, there's been a wide variety of favorite songs people have reported, oh. which makes me feel really good. You know, it, it's I, I'm really happy, man. I'm really happy with the response to it and uh, just kind of happy with how it came out. And uh, it seems like it might actually be kind of good. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. Wastedmidwestern.com. If you want to listen to it, it's $3.99. If you want to pay for it, you just go to Spotify, Apple Music. That's cheaper than a month of Tower Club episodes, <laughs> Andy. And people do not need to buy it. It's nice that people did, but it's out there to stream for free if you want to listen to it. Yeah. So. And then go ahead and drop us $5 for the Tower Club. The, the good episodes, mm-hmm. two a month. We did this review. Yoshi Jin, Rolling Smoke Barbecue, Shaq, yeah. and... Earth's Harvest last Friday for uh-huh. our What You Eat and Show, which you can access for five dollars a month. Going to towerclub.springfoodpod.com. We just we really want your money. That's we what sure this segment's do. about. And uh, half of it goes to Ozark's Food Harvest, and they want our money, mm-hmm. and they are hounding us. So uh, <laughs> give us the money so we can give it to them because there's some shady folks over there at <laughs> OFH this that so are untrue. like somebody said that they were going to break all my fingers. <laughs> Uh, somebody said I'm that they were going to sure bust my skull you, in. You must have been interacting with some kind of spoof account because they've no. always been so kind in my interactions no, with them. No, they said they had guys from Philly that were going to come down. They said guys from Philly, the city the city of brotherly love. Brotherly love. Uh, I think I know what's going on here. A joke that I worked so hard to get in there twice, but uh, said wrong both times. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nothing. Uh, Andy. What's going on here? Devs. It's over. We don't need to talk okay. about devs, but let me put some time on the clock so you can talk about. So Andy is forfeiting the remainder of his 30 seconds for uh, his portion of Dan and Andy's RuPaul's Drag Race and Devs Corner. And speaking of corners, Andy, we're rounding the corner to the end of RuPaul's Drag Race season 12, the season with a uh, crystal method. This week was actually the reunion episode that they uh, do right before the top three, the top three being Yes, of course. I'm, I'm so familiar uh-huh. Crystal with Method, the structure of the show. Uh, Gigi Good and Jada Essence Hall, all incredible queens in their own right. But uh, gotta say, Crystal just packed such a punch on the reunion today. It was filmed from her home, Whoa. from his home in Springfield, Missouri. And uh, I don't abide by the, uh, the actual clock any longer. I want to uh, know more about this. Filmed from their home in Springfield, Missouri. They did some old man drag. Everybody else was just like fully just beautied out. And Crystal dressed up as like an Ebenezer Scrooge type old man. Just so, so funny. Uh, an, an absolute Springfield icon. Like I, I can't believe she's made it this far. And uh, just... Truly, truly, I, I cannot stress enough ha- how I- iconic of a queen I feel she's going to be. And uh, Andy, not only was the reunion filmed at her home, but the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race is being filmed in the individual queen's homes. Whoa. They're each performing lip syncs in their homes. Five different songs they're lip syncing from their homes. A uh, real break in format. Just why? <laughs> well, for starters, 
the worldwide virus and they did have to remove a contestant that they found out some allegations oh, right, against right. after the uh, filming of the show. So are they redoing the finale? No, they never filmed the finale until okay. much closer so it doesn't leak. But the rest of it was filmed last summer and uh, boy, I'm excited for the finale and I just think it's cool that literally like in the living room of a home here in Springfield, Missouri, there's a show being recorded that's going to debut to like 700,000 people yeah. on Friday. Hey, Crystal, come on, Spring Food Mo. Yes. <laughs> now, now I understand more why Crystal's initial response whenever uh, through a friend of a friend, she was asked if she would come on the show was how much money do we pay? Because uh. Crystal is like... She has real podcast offers yeah. from uh, major drag race podcasts and uh, probably other stuff because she's just so funny. She, sure. I, I'm, I'm so excited for Crystal. I actually didn't know about please, that. Please, please, please come on the show. <laughs> How much money can we pay her? Uh, <laughs> Tens of dollars. I don't know. I mean, typically the appeal of getting the food for free is enough, but uh, I, I don't know. I, would, I, I stand enough to give my life savings. So like fifteen, sixteen yeah. dollars. Uh -huh. <laughs> Three saw bucks. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have anything else for this week? I don't think so. I, good episode. Yeah. Though. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to shout out our sponsor for this week, uh, the Great Clips uh, Glenstone Plaza Shopping Center. Oh, wow. Thanks for yes. the show. Hey, thanks for listening to Spring Food Mo. We really appreciate it. If you'd like to hear two bonus episodes per month, go to subscribe.springfoodpod.com. On one episode, we talk about whatever, and on the other, we review all the new restaurants in town. Subscribing is only $5 a month. Half of that helps us put on the podcast, and the other half is donated to Ozarks Food Harvest to help fight hunger in the Ozarks. So you're saying listeners can donate money to a good cause and get two more episodes of our dumb show? That's what I'm saying, Dan. $5 a month at subscribe.springfoodpod.com. Cool. Thanks for the money. <laughs> Spring Food Media.